Welcome to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast with Paula Carnell. Hello, welcome to Creating a Buzz About Health. And today is a slightly different episode because after one of my previous ones, somebody who was, um, well, B, who's helping with the editing, and then some other people who actually watched the podcast said, wow, what's the painting in the background? So I'm doing one now, which is sharing about the painting in the background. Now, if you're listening to this, obviously, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. So what I'll do is I'll share an image on my social media, or if you still want to see the picture, just message me and I'll find a way of showing you the picture. But hopefully this will be on YouTube as well, and then you can actually see it. So behind me is a painting on silk, and it's called Last Sunset. And I painted this um, at the end of 2008. And it it ends up being a really poignant painting. So I've painted it on silk and it's actually a row of trees that were in the field behind our house. So if we look out of our house as a, a field, we look across Creech Hill. And when I first moved here 18 years ago, you couldn't see the view because there was a row of poplar trees. And as a child, I lived quite locally and there's a railway station just down the road here. And as a child, my dad is a train enthusiast. So we had a lot of train trips growing up. And Castle Carey Railway Station was one of those changeover places where you would stop and then go and change trains to go somewhere else. So I would often be on that platform looking up at the hill and seeing this row of poplar trees. And I don't know why, but I never liked poplar trees. There was something I just didn't like about them. But they became really familiar. And then when I ended up living here and having the trees behind me, they became a real source of inspiration for me. So I had really high hedges. I'd moved here after having my own art gallery in Castle Carey and I'd gone through a divorce. I had young kids and it really was like living in a goldfish bowl. I was right in the center of the town. Everyone knew me and everyone knew when I was coming and going and I needed to retreat. I needed to find somewhere where I could just be a mum with my kids and just paint my paintings. So I moved to this um, bungalow, which I've been trying to turn into a cottage ever since. And it's wonderful because it's sat in the middle of a garden. So I've got a garden all the way around and it had really, really high hedges, which I loved because no one could see me. And I was just hidden like a hermit in the woods. So I had really ancient hedges all the way around. So I couldn't see the view at all. And it didn't bother me. We could crawl through the hedge and get into the field so the boys could play in the field. And that was fine. And that suited me great. Well, then I met Greg. And um, Greg and I started to go out together. And then he would help with some of the maintenance with my garden. And one day I came back and he had cut down all my hedge because he thought I wanted to see the view. I was so shocked because suddenly I felt exposed. Now, it didn't need doing. It was all overgrown um, and he left the trees that were in the hedge. But basically he cut it down and I was so, so traumatized. But what it did was it revealed this view of poplar trees. And then I started to paint the poplar trees and Greg and I got married in Hawaii. And I remember we got married in, in December um, in 2006. And when we came back, we were missing the warmth and the sunshine of Hawaii. 
but the wind rustling or the the sound of the wind in the trees even without leaves on just reminded us of the ocean and the poplar trees were the last ones to get leaves but they were also the last ones to lose their leaves so you'd actually hear this rustling um right into you know quite possibly sort of late october november time and so i really started to fall in love with these trees and i started to paint them i started to paint the field and this view and then in 2008 there was a real shock a real deep shock that actually affected me far deeper than I ever thought. And that was when the electricity board called round just to let us know that they were taking down the trees in the field and they needed a bit of access and because there's electricity um, lines that go across our land into the field and then went behind the row of trees. And so there was a worry that if the trees fell or if they dropped a branch, which poplar trees are known to do, it would disrupt the electricity's electricity supply to a business down the road. And it's quite a big cheese business. And they owned the land behind or just below the, um, the trees. So these trees were going to be felled. Now, I just was so horrified. I just started painting them. You know, I had that summer of 2008 where I was uh, painting them, end of 2007 as well. I started painting the trees. I had an exhibition in London in 2008 where I showed one of the the paintings and sold one of the paintings of these trees. So I thought, my gosh, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be painting these trees. And then suddenly I was told they were all going to be felled. And it was such a shock. So I I sort of shared the news with neighbours and put it on Facebook. And then there was this whole group of us who were just like, you can't cut down these trees. These are iconic trees. And it turned out they'd been around for 40 years. They'd been around as long as me. The next thing I learned when they started actually cutting them down, I mean, we were on the front page of the local papers. We just did everything we could. We had petitions and we just couldn't save the trees. And when they started cutting them down, I mean, it was just, it was tragic. The trees were so healthy and so alive, they were spouting out water. You know, the fluids were coming out of the trees. They were crying. It was just so, so heartbreaking. And they had to do it in stages. So they cut down, um, uh, well, about 20 of them. And then we realized we went out in the field and we counted the stumps and counted the trees. And I'd go out and I'd hug the trees and I'd apologize. And I was just so distraught about these trees. We knew there was woodpeckers there. I mean, it was just it just absolutely so distressing. And then I counted them and realized there were 68 trees. They were 40 years old and they were the same age as me. I was born in 1968. And so these trees were really connected with me my whole life they'd been growing as a child I'd seen them growing they were this iconic landscape when I lived in you know the whole time I'd lived in Castle Care if ever I drove anywhere you could see this row of poplar trees and they were all going to be gone so I would sit out in the field and watch the sunset and then one day I I took these photographs thinking it was the last night they were going to be cut down the next day so I spent as much time as I could with the trees and I took a photograph and then I painted it and so this hang on, let me move, is the painting. So it's actually painted on silk. This is, oh, this is so tricky because my camera goes back to front here. So it's painted on silk and there is around 40 of the trees. And we look out over Glastonbury Tor. So if you look at the painting, 
there is actually Glastonbury Tor there and you can see all the fields. So it's far more, more detailed. So this was my trees last sunset. And unfortunately, they weren't my trees. I couldn't save them. Thankfully, as we, we look on now, um, so 2023, there's a few of them have regrown. Um, there's a few of them that are sort of kept as a hedge, but there's a few that are popping back up. So that's that's nice. But looking at the positive, we've had to enjoy the view. We've had this amazing view since. and But it still doesn't take away the grief of those trees coming down. And so this painting, Last Sunset, I painted it on silk. And it was just really important to me to, to mark those trees, to mark their existence. And this is the original. So we hang this in the house. I was never going to sell the original. But I did actually have a set of prints made. And um, and I've still got a few of them left. So if anybody's interested in, in buying one of my, my prints, they were Giclée prints, really high quality prints. But what was interesting is I then started to get ill. And by spring well early spring 2009 I became bedbound um with the Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and I often wonder was that shock or that trauma did it affect me so much because I was already falling ill or was that shock or trauma part of me becoming ill was it part of me thinking I can't cope with this life I can't cope with this environment I can't cope with things that I don't have control over I couldn't save the trees you know there was a huge group of us a huge petition you know it it made sense to try and save the trees but we couldn't beat the powers literally the electricity board who felt that for safety and to save money and to enable a business to keep running just in case the, the branches fell down, that um, they had to go. I mean, if they could have put the electricity underground, you know, which they do with some wires, but obviously it was a lot cheaper to just take down a whole, whole load of trees. And something I've only learned recently as a member of the Wildlife um, Woodland Trust and the Wildlife Trust, but the Woodland Trust, is trees are not protected in this country. So you really can't save the trees. And that is just horrific. These were 40 year old trees who'd been there all that time and and still had a long life left in them. So I often wonder, was it that real trauma, that real grief that enabled my body to just collapse in such a dramatic way? And during my collapse, during my illness was the time that I could then think about what was important to me. What was my mission? Why was I here? And it took a long time, you know, seven years before I re-emerged. But I often wonder about this. And, and because I know we are all connected, we are part of nature, we're connected with nature. So I do see these trees and the loss of the trees, the cutting down of the trees, as part of my story, as part of my health journey. And by sharing their story, they live on. And there will be so many people still alive today who remember those trees throughout their lives and remember walking in the field, seeing the trees, listening to the rustle. Greg and I actually, although we got married in Hawaii, we had our wedding blessing in that field. And so we had um, 250 adults and 98 children come to a big marquee we, we'd got up and everyone brought their own food and we had it as a knights and princesses party. And it was just an amazing day 
And so, so many people enjoyed that field. I remember a moment with the kids all dressed as knights and princesses, just running across the field to the top corner. And we had a friend, um, Ken Knight, who makes kites out of recycled things. So tins and rubbish bags and plastic bags. And he had all the kids making kites. And so they're running across the field in their their knights or princess outfits um, with these kites flying. I mean, it was just it was magical. So that field and those trees have been a part of so many people's lives and they have gone. There's a few that are popping back up. And so the painting I called it last sunset because it was the last time those trees saw the sunset before they were cut down. But it also became my last sunset. It was one of the last paintings I painted. And that was the end of my career as an artist because I fell ill. I could no longer paint. So having this painting here, I do love it. I do feel it wasn't me. I do feel I didn't paint my paintings. I sort of channeled them. They were they were messages that had to come through me. And by training as an artist and having the skills as an artist, the paintings were able to come through me and and become these these things. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this little story. I might share some more stories about some of my other paintings. Um, but, yeah, I think this one is related to creating a buzz about health because it was the end of an era. They were healthy trees and hopefully it will make people think about trees and what is more important the costs involved with um, saving trees or, yeah, is it, are we always going to go the cheap route and actually remove the trees for what we think is more important? So thank you very much. If you've enjoyed this, then do share it. And um, I, until next time, have a great day. I love that you've been listening to my podcast. Thank you so much. I am delighted to have the wonderful Bee Brook helping me with editing and um, producing this podcast. So if you've enjoyed it, do share it around and connect with me on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn and my website. So thank you very much and bye for now. You have to become yourself. Join us Open next time on heart. Creating a Buzz Open About Health heart. podcast with Paula Carnell. Buzz you later.